Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, kiddos, to another episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast starring me, not mysterious, Matt Hinshaw. As always, the mysterious Michael Talent on the East Coast farting into his microphone to kick off the pod. Mike, how are you today? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I wasn't in the microphone. It just happened to be loud enough to be picked up by the microphone. So this goes back to our discussion with Mags, where if it's the noise or the smell that woke her up, and clearly with you, it's both. Uh, yeah, I guess I've got, I've, I've got you know, different records I'm trying to break. So speaking of records, the Marvel Cinematic Universe keeps cranking them out. We got our third one this year for Real Film Nerds episode number 246, Eternals. Mike, give us your illustrious IMDb rundown. All right, Matt. Yeah, so Eternals. I, I was I was really looking forward to this one. And uh, I, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it here. But anyway, uh, so this movie was uh directed and uh written by chloe zhao uh the screenplay was patrick burley and ryan furpo kids furpo and uh this is starring uh Gemma chan richard madden angelina jolie sama hayek kit harrington uh Camille Najiami. Oh, Matt, see, that wasn't too bad. It was good. It was good. You're getting better, Mike. Uh, Lauren uh, Ridlow, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Leah McHugh. And this is the saga of the Eternals, a race of immortal beings who lived on the Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. Mike, you are getting better. And I didn't hear a fart during that entire time you were reading, so good job. And you even nailed the Chloe Zhao. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you might recognize her from a, a previous uh, Academy Award-winning movie that we reviewed, the the Nomads. Nomadland. Yeah, Nomadland. Do you remember what podcast that is? Oh man, why you gotta do that? Why you gotta just throw that at me? Because no, I, I thought you pick up the slack from me because I don't freaking remember. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't remember either. I'm pretty sure it was episode 200 and something because it was this year. So anyways, we'll keep just plugging right along, Mike. No worries. So uh, I guess, you know, you have something to say about this film. I have something to say about this film. Mike, I want you to go first because you said you thought this was going to be absolutely incredible. I thought it was going to be... Not so great. I think I won. <laughs> All right, Matt. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, so this one, you know, it's not bad. I mean, before we tease that this could be worse than you know Thor, uh, Dark World, and it, it it was not, in my opinion, worse than that. Uh, I I know this is a different kind of Marvel Cinematic Universe movie where. You know, it's spanning over thousands and thousands of years, and there's these different relationships between these uh, 
you know, chosen Eternals that are supposed to help shape things and defend us from the, uh, what are they called, Matt? The, the, oh, great. I I forgot their name. I was listening to stuff all about it and I forgot because you forgot, but Mike, it's the deviants deviants. Yes. Uh, defending us from the deviants. And, uh, yeah. Um, this one was really serious and, you know, often people complain about how much, uh, comic relief there are in some of the MCU movies, but this one had very little and I, I missed it a little bit. I mean, I don't want too much, but I don't want not very much. So I don't know. It it seemed like it didn't quite hit that right balance of kind of your Guardians of the Galaxy kind of comedy, but serious stuff. And uh, I don't know. Also, it has some big time stars in it that are not really in it, like Jon Snow or Kit Harington. Uh, yeah, we see him for like, I don't know, he probably worked for a day, maybe two. Um, Angelina Jolie, not utilized. I mean, it's fine, I guess, but, uh, Camille Nagiami, it wasn't really in it that much either. Like, I don't know. It just felt like there was a lot of big stars that just weren't used very much. I don't know. Maybe they were just to, to help sell tickets. It's okay, Mike. There is going to be a whole, whole lot of Kit Harrington in the future. Uh, I will not spoil whose character is going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we will wait until we get to the spoiler section. But, Mike, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, they attempted to have humor in this film. When they did have it, it did not hit very well. There was maybe a giggle or two in the theater I was in. And I went to a Thursday early show because I was like well i already ate a late lunch might as well go watch the movie and i went and saw it at like six o'clock on thursday it was packed in prescott which was good but literally it was silent like when someone would drop a joke or whatever you'd hear maybe like a couple people giggle it was just it was kind of depressing i didn't have high hopes for this film i mean i did initially but once they announced that it was chloe zhao that was directing i'm like She's a great director, but this is not what she does. This is the first kind of big blockbuster film she did. She mostly does the small indies, and she's very, very good at those, obviously, because she won an Academy Award. But I think she struck out big time on this. I think she was just way in over her head, and I think you can see it in the film. Yeah, man, I I, I agree with you. Um, It just it didn't quite have... You know, a lot of the MCU, and it's not a bad movie. It's it's still real well done, and uh, it just it just didn't have that certain I don't know normal thing that we like with the uh, the MCU movies. I mean, it's it still had like action and different things, and there's there's kind of a love there's a love story in there, and there there's just you know there's you know good stuff in it, but it just it just wasn't quite what I was hoping for, and I was, I was very disappointed with just the use of some of the characters, like I've said before. So, um, Matt, I, I think it, it'll be tough for me not, not to say too much more. I mean, I already said something that was kind of spoilery. So, 
I'm going to ask you, Matt, what are you drinking? <sighs> well, Mike, thanks for asking. I haven't said that in a while, so I might as well get it out there, huh? Yeah. So I am drinking from a growler. Now I don't have the full growler in front of me, but I am drinking from a growler from our one of our local breweries, the Prescott Brewing Company, and I'm drinking their liquid amber ale. It is a delightful brew. So every now and then I got to get up and do a refill. Nice, dude. I always like getting a growler. I haven't had one in a little bit, but it is quite the treat. 64-ounce growler is, uh, you know, about four pints, and that is wonderful. Well, Mike, you know you have to leave your house to get a growler. Or, you know, COVID, here they were delivering growlers, so maybe you don't. I don't know. There were some stuff that was delivering. Uh, I still might be able to get some stuff, but I I don't know. I'd probably pay like $900 for 64 ounces. It's It's a $12 refill, but it's... Nine hundred dollar delivery charge. Yeah, yeah, got to pay for that gas. Yeah, it's getting up there. It's getting up there, Mike. We're almost at four dollars a gallon here. Wow, uh, we're at uh, like a three. I think it's coming down. I think it's like at three dollars and twenty cents or something. Hmm. So, all right, folks, there is no. Marvel Cinematic Universe tie-in because this is a Marvel Cinematic movie. So we are not going to do that. Uh, we could do a Star Wars tie-in, but we don't do that. Who cares? So, Mike, uh, let's continue on with our discussion of Eternals. This is now our spoilery section. So if you don't want Eternals to be spoiled, go ahead and click off. I don't know how many of you out there listen to a movie podcast without seeing the movie, but I'm sure there's some of you out there. So let's do this thing, Mike. Um, I'm not going to spoil right off the bat. I'm just going to talk here about one of the most concerning things you had is the actors and their use or lack thereof. I think a lot of that is just because the cast was absolutely enormous. So instead of having like an Avengers buildup like we had in the original Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1, where we had a Captain America movie, and we got an Iron Man movie, and we got a Hulk movie, and we had all these other movies, the Avenger original film was only six heroes. There are ten Eternals and all their side characters and their love interests and all these celestials and gods and things. They're starting from ground zero and throwing it all at us in almost a three hour long movie. So I just think there was not enough time to dive deep enough into all these characters. No, no. And it seemed to really only focus on, you know, a couple characters, which I don't fault it too much for that. Cause you, how do you keep track of all these things and how do you show all this stuff for all these characters? And, so I feel like that was a little bit of a, a disappointment. And and then uh, the, the um, I don't know, just having some of these big time actors in it, uh, you know, it was just kind of disappointing to not see them that much. You know, like I was like, oh, there's Jon Snow. I know he knows nothing about this movie, but uh, there he is. And then that was like, I didn't see him again. Like he's, he starts out in the beginning and he's a little bit in the end. That's it. So his character 
is going to eventually become a very big part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. His family legacy with the Raven and everything, he is the Black Knight. I mean, I figured they were leading on to something, especially with the uh, in credit scenes, uh, which there are two. So uh, if anybody's going to watch it, make sure you stay to the very, very end. Um, so what's even more interesting is, did you recognize who the voice was in the Kit Harrington Black Knight teaser bonus at the end of the film? Uh, no, I didn't recognize it. It is Mahershala Ali who is going to be playing the new Blade. So he is most likely going to be in the Blade film. Oh, neat. Okay. There's a really interesting, crazy-ass comic book story that has to do with the Black Knight and Blade. And if they do that story, that is going to be a really, really fun Blade movie. Cool, man. Very cool. So, anyways, this is just, I think more of an introduction for Kit Harrington and Jon Snow into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, it sucks we didn't get much more of him, but like I said, this is just scratching the surface for him. I think he's going to be a major player coming up. Okay. I mean, he was just one of the characters. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I haven't seen him since Game of Thrones and then kind of nothing. Um, and then, you know, just trying to understand everything that was going on with the different like uh eternals uh you know they all have their own drama and they all have their kind of their own lives and stuff um it was interesting to kind of see uh, you got little like windows into what they were doing and, and that was that was it when they're kind of all forming back together to be like hey there's more deviants let's go take them on kind of <laughs> like, yeah dude it, it's tough man i mean there's a lot freaking going on i can't even name all the eternals in this movie i the main 10 characters i can name like maybe half of them without looking yeah it's just there's just so much you know uh you know another thing this is the first for marvel cinematic universe mike what's that man the crawl we had the Star Wars-like crawl and exposition at the beginning of the film. We did have the crawl, yeah, because they they had to they had a lot to throw at us, and, and even though they had two hours and whatever thirty-five minutes, they still needed to tell us a little bit more. Even then, the crawl is actually extremely, extremely misleading, and that's on purpose because it's all being told from the viewpoint of the celestial. Um, uh, what's his uh? Oh crap! I'm forgetting his name. Starts with an A. Oh, the uh, the the big the big red, red guy. guy? Yeah, yeah, I'm forgetting his name. Anyways, so it's told from his perspective and the perspective of the celestial. So that's why the opening crawl. Yes, it gives you a lot of information, but it's wrong. It's purposely trying to mislead the viewers. Oh, that's interesting, man. Okay, um, I did find it was interesting that the Eternals get sent somewhere to, you know, have like a mission. And then after they're done with that, their like minds get erased and then they like reset and then they go do it again. I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> Ursham, the judge, that's his name. Ursham. So anyways, yes. The, so the Celestials, 
basically are world builders, life givers, whatever you want to say, all in the point of making more celestials. And so that's what the Eternals have been doing forever is they go there, make sure that the deviants do not wipe out the human population because the more humans you have, the quicker the celestial gets created and produced and born out of the center of this planet. And then once they're all done and the celestial is born and the planet is destroyed and all life is gone, they wipe their memories and do it again. So God knows how old the Eternals are that we're dealing with on this planet. And as we find out in the first teaser, there's hundreds, if not millions of Eternals out there because Eros played by Harry Styles is the brother of Thanos. So if that gives you a little hint on what Thanos is, or at least half is. They're sticking to the comic on that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. The it, it it is interesting um, to think about it, and it's like it's such a different way. And they're like, "Well, why didn't you interfere with like Thanos and all this stuff?" And they and they're like, "Well, you know, that wasn't our job." <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, every single time the the <laughs> beings of the planet Ward their technology would advance and create more beings and more beings and bigger population, which would help the celestial come about faster. And one of the things that they kind of explain in the movie, but not real well is that basically Thanos snapping half a life gone in the known galaxy and then bringing it and then Tony Stark, bringing it all back, basically sent the creation of this uh, celestial that's inside the earth into overdrive. And that's why the Eternals are back and they have to deal with all this stuff because the Deviants are back. I, I don't know if I was a huge fan about how the De- Deviants came back as they were frozen in ice in Alaska or something and it melted and they came out. I'm like, that's kind of, that's, there's no, you know, global warming shit about that, right? No, we've, we've never seen that in another movie that we just watched just recently uh, on Amazon. Never, never, Mike. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was, I guess that was just some kind of politics sneaking in. But the, uh, um, I I, I don't know, the the way, I I don't think I picked up on that, that that's what was happening with the, uh, the snapping of the fingers and stuff. I mean, they did talk about how uh, the one uh, eternal, kind of was helping inch the the civilizations along a little faster by helping them with some of their tech. Um, what's it? Fastos? Fastos, yeah. So Brian Tyree Henry's character is yeah. kind of, think of him like his superpower is like Iron Man. He's an inventor. And so he can create technology and then he helps pass it along or at least not so much passes it along, but influences the human beings to help advance culture. But that's one of the reasons that the celestial in the movie, you know, wants them to not interfere with wars is because war advances technology in human populations. At least I don't know if it does on the other planets, but on our population it did. So every single time the humans are killing each other, they advance technology, which makes them have more kids and advance more and more so the goal is to make the population as big as they can, as fast as they can to bring the celestial about so that they can have more celestials, which are basically gods. 
Yeah, yeah. We we got a kind of an introduction into Celestials with uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, right? With uh Volume Two and Volume One. Because here's the interesting thing. Are they really gods? Because volume one, nowhere, do you remember nowhere where they went to meet the um Oh yeah. Uh Benicio del Toro's character? Yeah, the collector. The collector. That is the head of a celestial, and that celestial was known as Nowhere, K-N-O-W-H-E-R-E, Nowhere. And so that is a dead celestial. So are they really a god if they can be killed? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's a good question, man. Maybe we can think about that some more and talk about it later. The the thing that's going to get interesting is that this is only the start of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe following the comic books and getting real crazy. Like there's going to be a whole lot of crazy stuff coming and it's going to be real hard to keep track of like all of it, especially with the TV shows and stuff. Kang the Conqueror, the Loki, sh- I mean, it's going to get nuts. Like people are just going to get lost and I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep it up with it being successful. Yeah, Eternals is number 1 in the box office right now. But, I mean, if it starts getting too wild and crazy and out there, I, I don't know if the fans are going to show up. Uh, honestly, I don't. I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, we'll see how Eternals continues to do. Personally, out of the three films we've got so far, I believe this is Phase 4. Or is it Phase 3? Is it 4, Mike, of the MCU? I think we started Phase 4, yeah. So, out of the three films of Phase 4, we have Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and uh, Eternals. Hands down, without a doubt, my favorite to date is Shang-Chi. I love Shang-Chi. Yeah, you really did like it. Uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, It's not bad, but, um, you know, it it was different, too. I do like when they're coming out with kind of these different movies and diving more and more into their their IP and all that. And and that's, that's cool. Like, uh, Doctor Strange, uh, was a little bit different kind of movie. Um, Shang-Chi was a little bit different. I mean, even Ant-Man was kind of different. So it's like, I, I kind of like the, like, you know, spreading out and the different things. And this one, you know, besides just a few references to what's going on or has gone on in the world over the years, there's not a lot of overlap and you know there was no uh cameos or anything in this movie so it's a little different you know i have to say you know i like this i like the story of eternals i thought they did well with it wasn't my favorite i think it kind of dragged in parts but again they had to because they had to tell you who these characters are and why they're important and why they're so powerful and why they even exist i loved the historical stuff the history stuff of them interacting with people through time there's lots of things like there's a charles darwin there's a statue of charles darwin as Gemma chan's character cersei's walking through college because she's a college professor now in our modern day and she walks past the statue of charles darwin and calls him hey charlie you know because she knew him personally so like stuff little digs like that was pretty neat you know i like the historical stuff because i'm a history buff but uh, it, it was definitely very different. It is very cosmic. It is not like our typical MCU stuff where it's mostly Earth-bound superheroes and things. These are clearly galaxy, much bigger picture kind of 
characters and movies and sets and everything, which I liked a lot, but it just, I think it could have been better. I think this movie could have been a lot better. I think they tried to do too much with it. Uh, I, I still thought it was good. I don't recommend people go see it in the theaters. I'll be honest. I, I say wait until it comes out on streaming. It'll come out to Disney Plus in probably six months. Wait till then. Yeah, I don't know if they've announced this one, but it does seem like uh, it's going to be like a six month or so wait uh, before it hits the Disney Plus. Now, it it does seem like after the Black Widow uh, fiasco with ScarJo they've uh, taken an inner look inside of themselves and decided not to release movies on Disney Plus right away. They, of course, they would say that the pandemic has gone away and uh, or, or subsided enough that they're okay with just theater releases. But I think there was actually some validity to that lawsuit. So, um, anywho... Uh, I'm looking forward to the final entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe this year with the uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I think that's going to be more of a traditional Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And honestly, Mike, it's going to be a lot about Spider-Man, but I think it's going to be surprisingly at least half of Doctor Strange because it's starting to dive into the multiverse and the multiverse on top of all this celestial eternal stuff. I mean, it's going to get wild. It's going to get real wild. And I'm, I'm more excited about the multiverse stuff than I am about the uh, space celestial eternal stuff. I just, the multiverse concept, I've just always loved it. Like my whole life, I've always just thought it was real interesting that there's, an infinite universe, uh, infinite universes, shall I say, that are anything. You know, Rick and Morty, one of my favorite shows, exploits the hell out of that. I mean, they had an entire universe of like couches and an entire ca- universe of tacos. I mean, it's just, I love it. I love it so much. And Marvel is pretty dang good when it comes to uh, the multiverse, at least in the comics. So it'll be fun. We'll see. We'll see how, you know, the next one goes. Yeah, Matt, what what do you think about, um, I think we watched this show uh, when we were in, what, high school? Remember Sliders? Yes. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, where you could go to different dimensions. Uh, that's kind of what the multiverse is, right? But different. It's exactly. Yeah, that's what the multiverse is. And that's what Rick and Morty is. You know, they he pops in and out at all kinds of different dimensions. They even have interdimensional cable. You know, it's hilarious. I just love Rick and Morty so much. But yeah, so we got a taste of the multiverse with actually Sony's Marvel uh, films with um, Into the Spider-Verse. That's only scratching the surface. And that was just one character. That was just Spider-Man. And think about all the different (laughs) spider characters we got in that movie. I mean, there was at least, you know, half a dozen, if not more. Oh yeah, there were quite a few. Uh, I think there was like four main ones that we followed, but yeah, there was there was a lot. Yeah, think of that, but now start doing that with Captain America and Thanos and Thor. I mean, it's going to get really, really confusing fast. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, here's to getting confused, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin uh, Feige or whatever. He's got a uh, he's got his hands full. 
Well, I hope they do it right. You know, I hope they don't overwhelm. I mean, Eternals is kind of the start of that, you know, and we'll see. I mean, because they opened up, you know, Pandora's box with Eternals because now they're going to have to answer the question about Thanos. If Thanos is an Eternal, if he's a full Eternal, if he's a half Eternal, like they're going to have to answer that now. In the comic books, he's a combination. He's half Eternal. He's half Deviant. And how how do, how do Eternals have kids? Because they're robots. Big spoiler there. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. In 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 yeah. How did the Deviant and uh, who knows? Well, I I can answer how Eternals have kids. Okay. So do you remember uh, the character Sprite? Yeah. At the end of the film, she asked to be human. So yeah. she became human, but guess what? She still retained all of her powers. So if she's a human, she can now have kids. Oh, there you okay. go. Answered it for you, Mike. Boom. Right here on, on the pod. Boom. Living up to the namesake of the pod. Super nerd. <laughs> All right, Mike. How many reels do you give Eternals? Uh, so like I said, Matt, this, this one was okay. Uh, it's not terrible. It's not great. So... I'm going to give it uh, two and a half reels out of five. Well, Mike, so do I. Oh, I wow. thought it All was, right. I thought it was decent, but I didn't think it was anything special. I put it, this is just me, and I've already gotten slammed by my mother, of all people, on the radio about it. But uh, I put it at the level of Black Widow. I mean, it's fun, it's entertaining, but it's nothing special. Uh, honestly i would wait until it's on streaming it's gorgeous it's beautiful it has a great soundtrack but if you don't want to go to the theaters unless you're really bored don't waste your time with this wait for spider-man i think spider-man is gonna be way better wow okay yeah i mean uh, i'm of the opinion that you know if you want to go see a movie in the theater you should go see it especially right now the theaters could use anything anything they could get but at the same time, I, I also agree with you. It was it, It's just okay. Um, go, go watch something else. There's a lot of cool movies out there that I want to see that are only out in theaters. And I just don't have the time. Like, I've heard wonderful things about uh, Last Night in Soho. It's a horror movie. Believe it or not, I'm promoting a horror movie. I think that looks really cool. It looks like kind of a horror movie, but not. But oh, it's, it's, it's by the guy who movie. did, did. It's a uh, horror movie. It's his drive. first horror movie. It is. All right. All right. It is. I swear. I've, I've read reviews about it. It is a horror movie. Um, it gets really dark after about halfway through. It starts getting real twisted and messed up. And then uh, the other one I want to see is the first film that um, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have written together since Goodwill Hunting, directed by Ridley Scott, The Last Duel. Yeah, I it did terrible, but um, I mean, with those people, it seems like it'd be good. I mean, Goodwill Hunting was a great, great story, and and Wrigley Scott. I mean, gosh, they're they're praising it because it's almost a hundred percent, um, uh, not special effects, but uh, practical effects. Almost a hundred percent practical effects. It's gory as hell. It's like on the level of Braveheart, but for some reason, people are not going to see it. You know, the critics loved it. Everyone I know that has seen it has loved it. 
I, I would love to see that film too. I just need to get the time, you know, this thing called work. But anyways, enough about that. Mike, let's talk about your pick for next week. Yeah, Matt. So uh looks like we're we're gonna hit the streaming services again. Um there's not a ton of stuff coming out next week. Uh after that it, it I think it starts to really get rolling, you know, with the uh um Thanksgiving and stuff around the corner and all that stuff. So uh we are gonna be reviewing the Netflix original movie. Um Oh, I'm blanking on it, Matt. Red Notice. Uh, yeah, Red Notice. And uh this one's starring uh The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, right? Like yeah. how do how do you say it, Matt? Gal Gadot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she looks smoking in that red dress. Mother of God. <laughs> so, um yeah, th- this one looks like fun, and uh, I was just like, wow, with those stars, why not? I mean, it could be terrible. I, I just want to see w- what it is. So, um, man, Ryan Reynolds, man, this year, of course, I guess because of the pandemic, but, like, what is this, our third movie of his? Uh, we watched uh, The Hitman's Body... No, wait, The the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Yeah, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Free Guy. Um... Oh, I feel like there's one more, Matt. Was there one more? Uh, um, sure. I don't know. Those are the only ones I can think of. Okay. All right. So, anyway. Man, third movie this year. I mean, he's he's getting to the level of The Rock, you know, like five, six movies a year. Well, except for you'd notice, I don't know, you probably don't read internet much anymore. But uh, he said he's taken a hiatus for a while because he's been working so much from acting so we'll we'll see how long his hiatus lasts oh okay all right well i mean he can right you know he's he's, there's no reason for him to work like a ton of anyway i think he's become like this giant uh investor and all these things and is quite well off outside of acting so i'm pretty sure he's pretty well off from acting too i mean at least better than both of us put together, I would guess. And that might just be even one movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. But, yeah, uh, I guarantee you he'll be back for Deadpool, especially since Deadpool's going to be in the MCU. But I think he's just probably kicking back, relaxing for a couple years. I don't know. We'll see. So, well, all right, Mike. I think that's all I have. I, I look excited for – look excited – of course I look excited. It's a podcast. I Everybody can see my face. It's amazing. No, I, I am excited for Red Notice. We'll see how it goes. I think it'll be fun. Um, if I can, I might try and go hit one of the those movies I just talked about earlier. I don't know. We'll see. I, life, man. You, you, just when you think it's starting to slow down a little bit at work, it starts ramping up again. Ugh. Don't yeah, people like, not want to buy houses at Thanksgiving and Christmas? I guess not. <laughs> Well, I mean, y- you would know, man, but I mean, your your banner year continues, I guess. It does. It does. My my rookie year continues on doing as many sales as most people do in two or three. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, Mike, do your thing. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, make sure to follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. 
or meta, whatever they it's called these days, and um, uh, go out there, stream a movie, or go watch the movie at the theater if you feel comfortable, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Matt Hinshaw from The Real Film Nerds Podcast joining me in studio on a Monday morning on Magic 99.1. How you doing there, Matty? Radio Gold is in the house. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I was talking about your mother. Oh, sure. <laughs> so what am I, radio bronze? I don't even get the silver? Well, you know what? You're radio gold, too. You are, because you make me smile, and oh. I'm happy to see you. I'm very stressed out. Can you tell? No comment? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm traveling to Canada on um, tomorrow tomorrow night at midnight. Okay, I'm flying out on the... Ra- there are so many forms and things I have to do before I go on this flight. I mean, I, I'm overwhelmed. Why are you going to another country? Because this my daughter America. lives there. Oh, okay. I guess yes. that's a good excuse. And her fiance plays hockey there, and I'm going to go and visit. And I haven't been on a plane in over almost two years. Yeah, almost I think I'm at years. least that somewhere yeah. around there. So yeah, very stressed out. But let's talk about your movie, okay? <laughs> no, I want to hear about your stress. Are you? How much are you going to drink? Or are you already going to be drunk I, by I've the time you get to the airport? I've got a prescription for Xanax just to chill me out when yeah. I get there. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, very stressful. Again, I mean, you know what goes good with Xanax what? is a bottle of wine. Oh, sure, Matt. <laughs> All the children listening out there, plug your ear holes. You're funny. The doctor explicitly said, do not have a drink with this. So yeah, anyway, you pretty let's much, talk about the movie. pretty much go comatose, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Eternals. Okay, Eternals. You saw Eternals, which is a Marvel movie, right? Another Marvel cinematic Another Marvel movie. movie. And yeah. what did you think? Eh. Oh, really? Just yeah. a eh. It was okay. I really? don't know. I I love my Marvel movies, but... Yeah. They're this is they They're keep getting touting. Old. They, well, no, they keep touting it's not oh. a Marvel movie. It's not a Marvel movie. Right. Yeah, I mean it is, but it isn't. There's so many characters, which I understand it is the Eternals. There's a lot of characters and a lot of stars, and it is so long. There's a ton of dialogue. It's a lot of character building. They're trying to tell like a complete story. It's just it's not too much. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. How long was it? It's almost three hours. Oh it's the my second, gosh! It's the second. There's longest movie in Second history. longest one in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's one more longer than it. I don't remember. It's probably Endgame or Infinity War, one of those. Yeah. But this is like second to that. Oh, wow. What, what I liked, it uh, takes place in, you know, more outer spacey kind of stuff, which is cool. You have the introduction of the Celestials, which are really, really interesting characters. Um, they're going to shape this whole new Marvel Universe going on. But uh, the acting was really good. Most of the special effects were decent. Uh, but again, it's not my favorite Marvel Cinematic U- Universe movie. I wouldn't even put it in like the top ten. It's okay. in the. I'd put it in the middle. I'd put it like near Black Widow. These first two Phase Four, Phase Three films. I don't remember which Ugh. phase we're in. I don't know. One of the Marvel phases. Yeah. Whatever this new phase is, yeah. these first two, in my opinion, are very kind of middle middle road. See, and somebody who's not into it at all is totally turned off by by it because it's so confusing. First phase, second phase. Eternals. Well, what all what's, that. what's I mean, good about the Eternals is they're a brand new, not franchise, but basically franchise. They're okay. 
You can go and watch The Eternals, not seeing any other okay. Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, and, and you'll be, be fine. All right. okay. Like it would be a great standalone movie on its okay. own. Okay, okay. Well, that makes me feel better. So, all right. So, on my three-hour flight from either Phoenix to Chicago, or my three-hour flight from Toronto to St. John's, I could catch the movie. Yeah, except for you can only watch it in theaters. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, so that's Fallout from Black Widow. Okay. So they were that's going... right. Yep, they yes. were going to do all of them on streaming and theater. Right. Until Scar- ScarJo's lawsuit. Yes, yes, because she lost money when they streamed it, yep. and uh, she was in her contract. She was going to get theater sales and, tickets, right? And she won... The lawsuit. She won the lawsuit. God knows how much she got, but it was a lot. A bazillion. From here on out, if they're under contract currently, they are not doing it. Yeah, well, that makes sense to me. Now, any new ones where they sign new contracts is going to be in the new contract. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, the film cost twenty or two hundred million dollars yep, to produce. It's one of the most expensive. Brought yep. in seventy-one million over the weekend. It will be just fine. How many reels are you going to give it? I give it two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Middle of the road. I yep. think I'll pass. All right. Let's give a call to Ma Hinshaw. See what she thought about the movie. Coming up next on Magic. Good morning. Good morning, Ma Hinshaw. Lisa and Matt calling on Magic 99.1. How are you? Yay. Oh, I'm fine. I'm drinking my pumpkin tea. Oh, nice. Sure, with vodka. (laughs) Hey, that was, now that's a good thought. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe afternoon anyway, right, Ma? Yeah, Yeah. right, right. (laughs) Well, Matt just uh, reviewed Eternals for us. I understand you saw the movie this weekend as well. What'd you think? Oh, I did, and I liked it. I thought it was good. Now, are you a Marvel uh, fan, Ma? Uh, actually, not really, because I never read the comics. Uh, my kids did. Yes. But not me. No, me neither. I did go to all the movies, you know, which probably a lot of moms did. Yes. But uh, everybody made such a la-di-da about Angelina Jolie, but I really loved Gemma Chan. She was beautiful, and she did such a good job. I I would, people I think will enjoy her. All right, Gemma Chan, she somebody to look for. Really good, yeah. I mean, Angelina's dress was gorgeous. Yes, and she, you know, to be this evil person to poof around in this beautiful dress was kind of cool. But yeah. Anyway, I liked it. My husband only fell asleep twice. <laughs> well, That's a good thing. I, I can't blame the guy. It was almost three hours long, Ma. How did you stay yeah. awake? What's your secret? Uh, it's called M and M's and icy. M and sugar, sugar overload, sugar overload. <laughs> You said it. Okay, that's my problem, <laughs> but I guess. But I highly recommend it. I mean, and especially if you did read the Marvel comics and you knew a lot of the background, that would be cool. Except this, I think, is has a totally new outlook to, from what I gather. I don't know. Well, but yeah, it that's, was good. That's kind of what Matt said. This is kind of the beginning of something. So if we hadn't yes. seen the others, we'd be okay. Yes, you will be okay. It will be fine, okay. you know. And then you can Google later and find out the back <laughs> stuff or something. Okay. Yes, Good. I liked it. How many so, cookies are you going to give it? Uh, ooh, I'm going to give it four. Four out of five cookies? Yes. Wow, Matt only gave it two and a half reels out of five. Ooh. 
Yeah, he Matthew. gave it a big fat C. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> what would Angelina say? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think she, she would, would care as long happy. as the check doesn't bounce. Good point. <laughs> good point. Very good. Oh. Now, Matt says you're, you're going to see Red Notice next, right, Matt? Yep. The yes. Netflix original. Okay. Red Notice. All right, Mar, are you in for that one? Uh, yes, I guess I can watch that at home. Oh, goody. Yes, how nice. Well, or we won't... maybe darn. No popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> no M&Ms for you. We won't be uh-uh. reviewing it next Monday because I'm going to be off. Remember, I'm going to be in Canada, but we'll review it the following Ooh. week. Okay. Uh, oh, good. I think you need to call in from Canada. <laughs> yeah, I'll be sound asleep. Well, buddy. hey, I called in from San Clemente. Come on. That's true. <laughs> That's Uh-oh. true. You did. Ma's calling you out, Lisa. <laughs> Well, you oh, know well, what? If it's I, all right. Okay. Well, thanks for giving me the, the, the morning <laughs> off. I appreciate it, Ma. Thanks for chatting with us on What Station. Magic 99.1.